0: Welcome to The Passion Pod, a podcast by The Collective Powered by Disciple. In this show, we interview Disciple customers and community enthusiasts from all industries as we discuss building and scaling communities, tune in to learn all about the impact of the passion economy, why you should create your own private community, and much more. I'm Valentina, your host for this episode. And today, I'm joined by Claire Spencer, Community Manager at Fit for Service Fellowship. Let's get to it. Hi, Claire. Thank you so much for joining me today on The Passion Pod. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Valentina. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. So let's get straight into the episode today. Tell us a little bit about the community that you manage.
1: Sure. I work with a man named Aubrey Marcus, who has a pretty successful podcast, and he has had a community running since 2019. We have actually two communities. One community is based around a fellowship type mastermind that he created and that was the original vision in 2019. And that's always been limited to 150 people and it includes retreats. And he's been sharing a wide variety of transformational practices. And then from that community, we've had quite a huge response of applications and of people interested. But that community is a fairly high price for most individuals. So we've expanded to a larger online version of that exact same community called the Fit for Service Academy. And that is a low cost entry point where we share a lot of the lessons and information fellowship to the original community, but it's all virtual. So we're able to scale it and provide the community container along with the information that we share in the tighter container.
0: Wow. So there's a lot of different elements going on to this community. And yeah, it seems like you're trying to cater for all different types of people, which is really great. Now, tell me a bit about yourself and how you became a community manager for this community. Yeah, absolutely. So I was looking for personal transformation
1: and I joined as a member in 2019. A lot of the work, the call to action or the draw for this community is the idea of being fit for service. Which means that if you want to be a leader in any realm, whether it's social justice work or to be a very powerful CEO or any type of leadership in the world, being right within yourself means that that rightness will spread throughout your organization and your mission. And that if you've been struggling or keep running into similar problems, you can actually solve quite a lot of things by discovering the ways that you operate that may not be optimal or the ways that you're not actually fully present in your life. So I was really drawn to that because in my life up to that point, I felt very accomplished and very well resourced. And I still felt like I was running into the same problems. And it became quite apparent that the problem was me and that I couldn't quite figure out what those things were that were holding me back. So that was why I joined. We have quite a lot of people join for varying reasons, but many of them are in that similar vein the program originally was much more of a broadcast format in terms of content like a course there was less engagement between members and coaches less two-way engagement what involved weekly challenges led by coaches and then a retreat program so the original version was a one-way broadcast on Instagram of from these coaches for weekly challenges and then a really intensive retreat And at the end of that first year, they realized the community aspect, the members interacting with each other and having a reciprocal connection with the coaches rather than this broadcast lecturer type format actually benefited the mission and the vision. So I came on board as an extremely active community member who had put a lot of time into not just the self-development aspect, but also connecting people and ensuring that I was connected with that community. So I rejoined in 2020 in a leadership position. And with the onset of COVID, it became really clear that we couldn't rely entirely on retreats for that connective experience. So I was then invited to help them find ways to create a more connective virtual experience for the community members.
0: Yes. And that leads me on to my next question. How did you find out about Disciple? What was the reason for taking this community to the Disciple platform versus multiple other platforms that are out there?
1: The reason that I began to research apps to pitch to the team was because our method was scattered. And it's not that it wasn't functioning, but there was a lot of information. We had WhatsApp channels for conversation. We had Instagram for broadcast challenges, you know, instead of like a Kajabi, we had Zoom calls weekly and we had our retreats. We had an email list. We had a private calendar. We were managing a lot of different digital resources and managing all of that was not helping create interpersonal connections with the members And we also had an issue of alumni who felt deeply connected to the program and who were excluded from current activities, but still within that alumni network was a tremendous amount of value for all members, current and former. And this is just for context for the smaller fellowship program only. So the very original spark of an idea was how can we centralize this experience so that people can focus on the experience? rather than the technology required to get into it. And ideally, part of it was to find a way to have two sections of current members and alumni where current members would have an increased amount of access because they're paying more to attend the retreat and for one-on-one attention, but they would still have the access and resources to alumni who had been through the program, who had a certain amount of experience with transformational experiences and had also bought into this or we're inspired to become quote unquote fit for service. So we're in alignment with that value system. So we began to look at digital solutions that would allow us to expand to that broader audience and broadcast to individuals at this right now, I think we're about $19 a month, which is so much less expensive than the fellowship and also allow us to have a deeply personal intimate fellowship experience while focusing on connecting the community to each other, rather than having it continue to be a content or coach-focused broadcast type of community, if that makes sense. So looking around at all of the digital solutions at the time, some of them are alumni-type solutions, which it looks like a copy of LinkedIn, but for people that have been through a program, some of them are almost like Slack, but a community version of Slack. And what we were really looking for was a white label branded app that we could turn into our own experience to serve those two communities. The higher paying, very tight knit fellowship, as well as what we now call the Academy, which is a much less expensive, expansive community for anybody that's called who may not be in the financial position to join And Disciple was, hands down, offered the most support for the way that we run our community while still offering a white label solution at an affordable price.
0: Yes, definitely. Now, I do have a question. You said you were a community member and then you became part of the leadership team. Did you have any community management experience between becoming a member and a leader? I'd just be interested to know. I did not have community management experience in that I was never
1: entitled a community member manager, if that makes sense. But I've always been in leadership in my communities, and I have always been a hub of good recommendations and good individuals. And I've actually, I've been told by multiple people that I would be an excellent affiliate marketing type of person. But I would say one really wonderful thing about my experience with my community is that my natural state of being, which was to be deeply connective and to witness other people and to listen and to hold space and to make sure that all members have the information that they needed. I created this role for myself by improving the community to a degree that the leadership team saw me as an essential component of the community going forward.
0: I love that. I, for one, had no community management experience up until about five years ago until I created my own community. And even now, the title community manager is still a title that a lot of people don't realize is an actual job that people get paid to do. But a lot of us are learning as we go and being part of communities and really being one of those top contributors, those advocates for the communities, that's how people like you and I end up in leadership positions. So if there's anybody listening who is maybe worried about starting a community or bringing your community over to disciple and you're worried that you don't have the experience, like it's a lot of hands-on experience that you learn just by being in the community with your members as you said listening creating a really great experience for them that then sets you apart from everyone else and you learn every day something new you try and things work and they don't work and that's just all part of the the building process so I love that um you've been on the same journey as as I have Now, let's talk a little bit about the actual community, the app itself. I'm sure you've got a lot of things going on inside the app. What's your favorite feature in the app?
1: Personally, there are two features that I really like. One is that with the in-app live streams, we have a really great opportunity to connect with community members in a way that's very authentic. And we've been using it in two ways. One is we have a weekly Q&A with some of our guest coaches. So that's an opportunity for community members to drop in their questions and be seen and heard by one of our expert coaches. And to have their personal questions answered and everyone in the community benefits from an individual's question being answered. Like you don't know who's feeling the same way, but oftentimes there are lots of people who have the same question or are going through the same thing. And then as a self-development community, we get some very vulnerable questions about emotions and relationships and finding your soul's purpose and that sort of thing. So, the live stream opportunity there gives us, because it's in app and it's not taking people out, they don't have to connect to Zoom link. It helps us cultivate that community in one place, which is this branded app where people can go to the app for everything, including feeling like when they open it up, the coaches are listening to them and they're responding to them. And they have, you know, like Facebook Live does this and Instagram Live does this, but they have a really focused experience. And they don't have, for us, this is a big deal too. They don't have to be on Facebook to connect with other like minded people. And they don't have to be on Instagram. It's a very narrow cohort. So not only are they connecting directly with the coaches, but they're connecting with like minded people in a community without the distraction of ads or television. And so the live streams really have provided an intimacy that doesn't feel otherwise available in other places just because the amount of ad creep and clickbait that snuck into some other social experiences in order to monetize them. And I think that the other part of the app is the different groups, the different discussion groups that allow people to narrow their focus even more. So we have discussion groups around like finding your life's purpose, around shatter work, around art and artists, around you know traveling to various places. We have people that speak very specifically about like living in vans or coaching practices, or there are all types of different, very narrow subjects where group members can come in a focused way rather than a really expansive broadcast way to discuss things. But I've been a member of Facebook for a long time, and I've been in those Facebook groups. But to be in a Facebook group means that I've got to navigate my way through all of Facebook, which is like games notifications and TV notifications. And my friend from high school who I haven't talked to in 15 years telling me about their dog, it feels very overwhelming. And in the Disciple app, I just click on the group from the very top of my feed and I can get right into the discussion that I care about and that I'm interested in following up on. So that narrowness, that curated experience has been really wonderful.
0: I also really love the live stream and the groups. Okay, let's talk about some of the unique selling points of this community. Say somebody is interested, in a nutshell, what are your unique selling points?
1: Actually, there are two selling points, in my opinion. One is that the way that Aubrey operates, which is I have a really a lot of respect for, is that he himself has been through a large number of transformational practices in terms of knowing the self, being really in alignment with who you are and like your purpose in the world. So he provides in some ways, almost like a buffet of different things that anyone can try. And he's non-dogmatic. He doesn't say this is the only way to find your true self. There's a lot of experiences where people say, well, you have to meditate and you have to have a rigid diet and you have to read a book every week and you must journal. And this is the only way to find happiness in the world. And so what he offers to both communities is, have you tried ice baths? They really helped. Have you tried this type of exercise? It really helped. How can you keep your mind, your body, your habits and your heart in alignment so that you can, at the end of your life, feel as though you have lived a life that you wanted to live? Um, both communities are based around the practices to help people develop that and also to become connected with like-minded people who want to do that work because they believe that they have something to offer the world that is of service, that will make the world a better place. And they would like to make the world a better place. And they understand that unresolved emotional issues from childhood will have an impact on the relationships and will have an impact on the amount of good they could do in the world. So they want to ensure that they are. And I'm trying not to bring too much spiritual mumbo jumbo in here, but it's like, how can we become emotionally clean to offer the best service that we can to the world, whether that service is a healthcare company or a coaching program, or gardening in your backyard. So we have a really beautiful, broad range of practices to offer to people that is non-dogmatic, and that's really wonderful. And then within that, we have a community of people who are dedicated and interested and have been called to this vision of being right within themselves so that they can best serve the world. And What I've noticed in many of these self development programs that I've been a part of, and what I think really sets this community apart, is that oftentimes self development and coaching programs are a one way type of experience where there's a master who tells you how to do things, and then you do the things. And then if you do them correctly, you will then start to elevate, and then you can become a coach, and then you can become a master. And in this program, whether it's the smaller group, or the larger group. It's about self-mastery and finding those pieces that work for yourself and then within community continuing to grow. And that within community, the community is also the expert. So something that I notice is it can be very exhausting if you are a leader or a coach, because everybody is looking to you to have the answer and you are stuck feeding and sort of growing all of these little seedlings. But this community, everyone is empowered to give their opinion and to talk about their experience and to work with each other so that they get a much richer perspective on any of the practices that any single person can do. I often speak to other coaches about community building, keeping in mind that any coach or any leader will be limited in what they are able to offer by the fact that they have one life. They literally just, the human possibility of being all things to everybody is not there. But if they can cultivate within their community connection and transparency among members Then they have the resources of all of those members to also draw upon to help each other. So Much like a tribe would never ask the tribe leader to make the pots and harvest the wheat and get the water, with a real tight community that has this transparency and has a lot of interconnected support rather than master student type of support you then have a tribe where some people gather water and they're really experts at gathering water and they can teach anybody how to gather water and some people grow the food and they are experts at that and they can teach anybody how to do that and all of that pressure to be the ruler and to know everything comes off of the leader and they can actually do what they are really really good at which is continue to like have a bold vision and to stay in leadership and I think that that experience of being able to rely not only on a coach for information and validation and growth, but any person around you, is what truly sets us apart because that is one of the missions of this community is to create transparency and connection among members so they can also help each other level
0: up. I couldn't agree with that more. I genuinely believe that building a community is not just about having a group of people together where you say, do this, do that. You need to build the relationships with those people so that they can empower each other. And I say this a lot within my own communities and to others that are building the day that you are able as the leader to step away from your community, whether it be for an hour or a day or however long, and that community can still continue to grow and people engage with each other. That's how you know that you've built a successful community. Now, let's talk about when you started the community, which I believe was around August of 2020, when you started the community on the Disciple app. Is that right? That's when we got everything
1: approved and we actually launched this January.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So it was quite new. So, in that whole process, what is the most important lesson that you learned when you started? this new kind of chapter of the program of the community with Disciple.
1: Sure. We had a test run with our smaller community, the fellowship community, and that was extremely helpful. The fellowship community was very tight knit and there's a lot of goodwill and a lot of people in that community are early adopters. So they're willing to play and try things out. And I think that it was actually really helpful for us to have those members come in and try out the app. The fellowship is a tight-knit community and the academy is the large community. We invited fellowship members and alumni to come test out the academy and to give us feedback for about a month, which also gave us time to practice the live streams, time to practice posting challenges. So our beta, if this is possible for people, was really lovely because we had our trusted community helping us figure out Sort of what the flow looks like, how things work. If it didn't work the way we thought it should, then what's the workaround and how do we create a culture of helping people access things? Because in any build-out, I think that there's some things that feel really intuitive for some people and don't make any sense for others. So again, for us, that testing period with people we like, know, and trusted was a really hugely important step, I believe. And there is an amount of, there's only so much you can do without actually going forward and trying it out. But having a small cohort to practice with was really helpful for us at first and gave us the confidence to launch broadly. I think we launched mid-December or early January, allowing those initial people access. And then after that, we felt really confident to be able to do a full launch with advertising and marketing in February.
0: Great. That is a really good thing to do. Bringing over some of your top members so they feel like they're getting something exclusive. Everyone loves to come in and see something for the first time. And I reference this book quite a lot, but Get Together by People and code. They really kind of drill down on the fact that you should build your community with your people and not for your people. And I've spent a lot of years doing the latter. And yeah, just getting the feedback from people is really important. It's really good to have extra eyes. And again, if this is for your community members, get them in and ask them what they want and they will tell you exactly what they want and exactly what they don't want as well. (laughs) They absolutely do tell. Okay. So let's talk about proudest achievements. Do you have a personal proud achievement in the community thus far? Yeah, I think my
1: super proud achievement is that We have created what we set out to do with our Fit for Service Academy app, which is create a container that is not so strictly exclusive and give access. This call to action that's being Fit for Service inspires a lot of passion for people. And there's a real opportunity to connect those individuals. And right now, I'm actually really proud we've surpassed 5,000 people since our launch in February which is not due to me. It's the whole team is incredible, but the resounding experience that I continually see inside the app from people is I am so grateful to have this community because I have felt this calling within me and I don't feel connected in a broader cultural sense. And I am so grateful that I have individuals who resonate with this. I can talk to that can help me on my journey. So to have that overwhelming experience along with the number of members that we have been able to invite to the experience is in my personal opinion, like the proudest accomplishment is there's all of these people who are really desiring to be of service to the world and to be right within themselves and who have felt alone and now feel connected to a very large community of people so that they can continue to do their work. And I, would love to see leaders all over the world come from this because it is such a beautiful thing to be called to want to give a gift to the world, to want to be of service. And we can be so much better if we're not doing it by ourselves in an echo chamber and to have that reflection and the mirroring and the connection of a community of people who have that same vision.
0: That's amazing. Congratulations. 5,000 people is a huge feat. I mean, of course, there are thousands of communities out there with lots of members but to have that many people on your own dedicated app like that is just incredible so congratulations we've actually just hit a milestone in the collective which is a question I'm going to be moving on to we've hit 2000 members and we are so happy as well because it's just really nice that to know that people want to be in the community with you And it's just great to get to know people. As you said, like you end up thinking to yourself, like, what would I do without this community now? Because you create such great bonds with people and you really value everyone's input and support and just you're learning every day, which is the whole point of community building. So let's talk about The Collective. And for those listening, The Collective is actually uh, one of our unique selling points here at Disciple. And that is our own community. It's for Disciple customers. It's for those that are thinking of moving over to Disciple and just anybody that's really interested in community building. And that's where I spend most of my time. In fact, I spend probably about 12 hours a day in there. I should live in the app, really. How has the collective helped you grow as a community leader and build your space to what it is today? What I love about any community and especially the collective
1: there's two parts. One is that they have some really interesting ideas that I would not normally be exposed to, especially because you're UK based, you guys have a different, almost like book resources. And there are community leaders that are totally different. I had a really great conversation with somebody who has a community based around pawn shop owners. And so being exposed to that buffet of experiences, gives me perspectives that I would not normally come in contact with if I was just only with like leadership, personal development coaches. And I personally am really inspired by and able to take this diversity of experience and something that that person faced and pull it into my community in a thoughtful way that, means I don't have to wait for it to happen to us I've got this other experience and these other people to draw on to the other thing that's great about the collective is that it's always available and I can drop a question in at midnight if I can't sleep and that's one of my favorite thing about virtual communities I don't have to call my friend to get help and wait for them to have time I have 2,000 people who would be interested in answering my question at any time of
0: day yes we have community hosts and members from all over the world which is What's so nice about online communities is that you can connect anytime. There's people on various different time zones. There's always somebody up that can help you out. All right, we're wrapping up our episode here. And I would love to know if you had your own golden nugget or hot tip for someone starting their own community with Disciple, what would it be? I actually think that the
1: golden nugget to start with Disciple would be to begin a bit slow and to not rush the process, especially if you have an existing community. What I have learned from Disciple is that the more I learn, the more I wish I had known in the beginning, like just for a simple example is monetization. Uh, We are so accustomed to monetizing through membership fees that thinking about, oh, I could monetize through sponsorship. I can monetize in all of these other different ways, I like can monetize by guests coming on to want access to the audience. that would have been actually really helpful in the beginning to have all of that in place and thought out before we launched. We knew that this would be could have had the potential to be really successful. But because Disciple was in some ways a solution for us rather than like a dream idea, it was there was some pressure to get going, even though. I told you we had it for some time before we launched. So there is a balance between like thinking too much before you do and then doing without thinking. But I would say if somebody's considering starting a community or transferring, really do take that time to look at the way that at least five or six other communities are doing it and not just how they're organized, but how they're monetizing, what their structure is how they are getting their community members to engage. And that I really got from the um, collective app. I wish I had been more engaged sooner on the collective because the resources that are there in terms of the community are really tremendous. There's quite a lot of informational resources, but it's not quite the same as I have one member in my community who says community over time is really transformational. And I feel that way about the collective. And I feel like if you... thinking about a community, joining the collective to see what disciple is, but also how people do things is going to just benefit everyone in the long run.
0: Definitely. I know that we are all very busy with multiple things going on each day, but it's one of those things where you have to really think about, okay, where do I put my time and energy? And it's never too late to start getting involved in the collective. And that's the beauty of it being open 24-7 is that you can come in when you're trying to sleep and you can't and just take a look at what's going on and as you said there are so many different types of people on there building very different communities but you can learn something from everybody even though they're in very different industries so Thank you so much for that tip. All right, before we wrap up today, if people want to find out more about the community, about the programs or about Aubrey, like, can you let us know where they can go to to find this? Sure. Um, The best place to go is Aubrey's website,
1: www.aubreymarcus.com. And Aubrey is A-U-B-R-E-Y-M-A-R-C-U-S. And there are links about... The Fellowship, which is the in-person events and higher touch experience, and that's Fit for Service Fellowship. And then the Academy, which is our broad offering with a large app community is the Fit for Service Academy. And all of that is available on the website. And if you'd like to get to know Aubrey, he has a very popular podcast, which you can search for in pretty much any podcast platform. And that will also give you an idea of who he is and what his interests are and the types of people that you might find in our community. Uh, Just a side note is I wasn't actually sure about Aubrey as a leader when I joined, but I knew that if I resonated with him, I would find people that I resonated with. And I was less interested, even though the more I get to know him, the more impressed I am with him as a leader, I knew that sometimes it's not about the person who is the expert that has the most experience, but rather will I resonate with the people who are interested in that? And that was transformational for me is trusting that if I cared about this, I would surely meet other people who were deeply inspired as well. And those people have become some of my best friends, my greatest guides.
0: That is so nice to hear that you've been able to make those amazing connections. And what I'll do is I'll add all of those links onto the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much, Claire, for joining me today and sharing so much great information. I hope that we might be able to meet in person very soon. And yeah, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. That's it for this episode. To find out more how Disciple can help you build your own dedicated community, visit DiscipleMedia.com. Want to join the collective community? Head to the app or the Google Play Store and download the app and join us today. I'm Valentina, your host. See you next time.